When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. All right, guys, you ready for your first EDM festival? Let's go! Woo! Our first, our my first, my first EDM festival. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. My name is Steve, a.k.a. Watson Nita. I'm here, my boy, Chad. Yo, what's up? We got the new friends up in here. Thank you to our supporters. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy Neves, aka Watch with Neves, and I'm here with my co host Jazz, aka DJ Firecrotch. DJ Firecrotch? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right. Well, listen, listen. I got to explain why. Because our guest here is like got his laptop on his lap and we're worried that he's going to burn his crotch. <laughs> he won't be able to have kids in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so in honor of him, you are DJ Firecrotch. <laughs> what, if my crotch is burning, why does he get the name? Because cause you're his friend, and I guess he brought you on the show. So I don't know if I have Transitive property, I guess. I don't know. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure the allegations will stop right after this goes up. Yes. <laughs> so some of you guys might know him from a few episodes ago. You were on an episode when we talked about graphic artists. He was on the episode when we talked about the DC restructuring with uh, Discovery. And now we brought him back to talk about just general marvel and dc news and we're gonna go into a lot of wb stuff but we're also going to touch a little bit about marvel stuff because there's a lot of marvel stuff in the news this week so um i'm ready to get like into it man because there's a lot of stuff going on i am so hyped i saw that uh zenobia auntie uh shared your post i was like ah yay i love her yes yeah so yeah so basically the miss marvel poster came out today beautiful poster beautiful it's got uh i don't know if we can post it up on the on the what you call it thing right now if you can take a look oh, at it pull it up yeah. yeah pull it up but uh it is amazing it's got monica rambeau it's got carol danvers it's got kamala khan um it's got beautiful colors it's really pretty you can see jersey city in the background kamala's on the ground because she's a ground level hero she's looking up to her other heroes beautiful really really pretty uh this one right yeah that one mm -hmm. it's such a good poster man yep. it's so much it's the only time where floating people actually make sense because usually just floating heads everywhere i hate those posters but this one fire poster it was re i would buy this poster and post it somewhere on my wall or something because it's really oh, pretty for sure i love the the s right here yeah it's in the shadow yeah like that's such a nice touch right it's probably because she's living in the shadows of her heroes and she has to you know out outgrow that and be like hey you know how they say never meet your heroes I've, i feel like she might get a little disappointed when she meets her heroes we'll see we'll see i don't know but you know kevin feige said she steals the movie she steals the entire movie 
I'm actually very hyped about that because uh, our girl Iman, I mean, she's the future of Marvel. Yeah. Movie, and so seeing more of her is always a plus. To, to hear Kevin Feige say that is pretty, pretty amazing. And he said he's like very proud of Miss Marvel, which is really amazing because like a lot of people don't know this and a lot of fanboys will try to, you know, uh, they're the narrative that's going around saying, hey, if you go woke, you're going to go broke, right? So they kind of use things. Uh, for example, Miss Marvel having lower viewership. But what they don't understand is Miss Marvel also got the most people to buy Disney Plus or subscribe to Disney Plus, uh, especially in Latino and Black households and Asian households. So basically, what happened is the people who didn't like Miss Marvel, they didn't go anywhere, and the people that did like Miss Marvel ended up subscribing so it's a net plus for them even though it had low ratings it got more people to subscribe so Wait, didn't it have like the highest ratings on rotten tomatoes or something no it had the highest critic rating but the uh lowest viewership oh okay okay I yeah it yeah. had the lowest viewings of all the uh, disney plus shows yeah but it still got more people to subscribe so for disney plus that's still considered a positive because nobody uh, the people who didn't like it didn't go anywhere they just you know kept their subscription whatever right uh and the people who did like it uh you know they stuck around so it was overall a success for them and they got into new markets young demographics uh and it's awesome so i'm super happy to see that jazz your voice is a little low so you might need to speak uh into the mic or turn up the thing before okay yeah no worries i can get right. closer Thank you, Ruby. Ruby yeah. in the comments, always, always looking out for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's get on to it. So basically, the DCU was in shambles, <laughs> and from the shambles came a hero to basically put this world back together. And his name is James Gunn and Peter Safran. And there seems to be putting things together but also a lot of things are up in the air right now henry cavill gone gone gal, gal gadot possibly gone um i'm not too upset about that one but okay i'm not too upset about that one either <laughs> um batgirl gone right and uh i was actually sad to hear him say that like batgirl was unreleasable which like i don't know what that means which is like weird, um, but I don't know. Hot um, garbage, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I don't think I mean the hot garbage. I think it just wasn't done enough, and they didn't want to put more money in. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Before we uh, hop on to DC, since you guys brought up the the Marvels movie, do you want to uh, quickly address the delay to November? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The delay, and I honestly don't mind that. I feel like I like the fact that they give shows a little bit more room to breathe because they screwed miss marvel so badly because uh because uh star wars kenobi was on at the same time as yep. that one and there was another show that was also on at the same time so it overlapped two different shows at the same time and then it was competing with other shows on other networks like umbrella academy so it was competing with like four or five different shows and it was competing with thor love and thunder so like I like the idea of like spreading it out and letting a show breathe. Give Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit more breathing room. Give the Marvels more breathing room. I'm for that. I like the idea. And they can have more time to get like the special effects fixed up and all of that nice stuff. So I'm not mad about the delay. Kind of sucks, but it's also like 
if they can make it a quality movie, I'm super happy about that. What are your thoughts, Rocky? Uh, I'm. I think this is good. Uh, July is a packed month this year. We've because we've got, yeah. um, uh, you know, uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning comes out in July. We've got uh, uh, Nolan's Oppenheimer. We've got Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Yep. Um, I'm sure there's uh, something else that I'm missing. Uh, just just what I can remember off the top of my head. So July is a packed month. The Spider Verse so, movie, I think. I'm. I, lots of stuff is happening. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So it's it's a packed month. So I think this is just a good decision in general. I now it comes out the week after Dune two, yeah. Um, so it has a little bit more sort of breathing room. And I, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I feel like last year I was just constantly bombarded with MCU material. So I, I need a bit of a break. Yeah, uh, between MCU and Star Wars, it got there was a little bit of fatigue. Bro, there was a point where we were recording a podcast episode six days a week that was so much bro yeah like i was exhausted yeah it was like kenobi uh what you call it bachelor uh freaking um miss marvel um and then uh, what you call it the thor love and thunder there was like all these things happening all the little specials in between like we did one for umbrella werewolf by night and all that yeah so much so much so I am very happy to slowing down because summer was a nightmare. <laughs> you, you, you gentlemen are stronger people than I. Yeah, bro, bro, you have no idea. We had to ask ourselves, was it worth it? Let me work it. Put the thing down, flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> you never see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, Miss uh, the, the, the Marvels thing is uh, pretty good. Pretty excited about that. Um, the Ant-Man movie came out this week. So yeah, Rock and I saw good. it yesterday. We, yeah. We oh. yesterday. Man. So we're going to have a whole new episode talking about that. So we'll get into that. But um, I have thoughts about that. I... I a little bit middle of the road about that movie. Um, That's exactly that. how we feel. Yeah? Uh, okay. Fair, fair. I thought it was a little bit middle of the road. Um, and then we'll go into all the stuff that's coming out. So let's go into DC. So I'm going to go one by one, and we'll just give out our, our opinions about some of the stuff. And then, Rocky, if you know any extra information, any extra thoughts, sure. sh- just shoot them out whenever you think it's relevant. Or even if it's not relevant, you know, feel free right. to – jam it in there anywhere you want i'm gonna assume you folks saw the uh, james gunn announcement video yep i went to the yeah. james gunn i i wrote down in my notes everything that he talked about so we can go through that and Fantastic. Uh, and we'll just figure that out so um first thing we find out is that it is now called the dcu and not the dceu i liked Whatever. it better i liked it better when it was called the dceu but um now it just sounds like the mcu <laughs> The weird thing about the DCU name, it, it was never something that the studio came up with or Snyder yeah. came up with. It was something that Entertainment Weekly had put out when they were writing about yes. Man, way back in the day. This is like circa like late 2014, if you know I remember correctly. So this is, I guess, this is not now what the official uh, studio is going to be called. And uh, I mean, I, I know we went over a little bit last time, but the way this sort of differs from the Zack Snyder days is now DC's now its own studio. Yes. So, yeah. it, you know, it's, uh, it's under Warner brothers discovery, but not under Warner brothers pictures. So, which means, you know, Warner brothers executives don't get to tell James Gunn and Peter Safran what to do. The, I think the only one that really supersedes them is uh, David Zaslav. 
Right. So, Yo, this goes complete... back to my theory of of uh, selling of selling selling it to. Which yep. I mean, you know, I am is... convinced. I told you guys that we're gonna put yep. DC into its own little company and then eventually spin it off and sell it. And guess what? Here we are. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but like the MCU stands for Marvel Cinematic Universe. The DCU stands for DC Universe. And it I was like, for, uh, Detective Comics Comics Universe. <laughs> that was <laughs> Detective Comics Comics Universe. <laughs> There's too many C's in there. I don't know. Get them out. I'm dead. <laughs> all right, all right. Then the by that standard, the MCU just would be the MU, so it'll be Moo. Moo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, it's the first two. My first two initials. I love it. MU. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so now we have an official name for the universe. We know what it's called. Um, and they said that not only will the movies be connected. But the shows will be connected, and the video games will be connected. Never done before. Video games have never been connected before. That is wild. I'm excited about that. What do you guys think? I'm not. I'm going to have to buy like a PS5 to play games just to know the story now. And I'm just like, ugh, gross. You just go on YouTube uh, and type in like story thing. I'm old. I'm tired of games. Uh, I I just got the uh, Gotham Knights and the Guardians of the Galaxy game, so I've I've been starting to play it. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot of fun and all, but like I don't want to buy a whole console just to get part of the story. Like, could yeah. you imagine like the average fan who doesn't play video games suddenly they're missing this whole chunk of lore because that, they don't have it? That that's me. So what I do is I go to this cool website I found called uh, the YouTube. Yeah, I've just heard watch of somebody it. else play it. No, no, just no, YouTube. Watch. It's cleaner that way. Just YouTube. <laughs> Got it. So I, I go, I go to this site called YouTube, and then I look up the game, and then there's a guy that plays the game, and then yeah. I just watch it. Ruby, if like just watch someone play it and stream it, multitask. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. We can do that. Maybe we can I have. Yes. That's what Twitch is for. Salam Nurse Twitch. We're going to watch me play the game. <laughs> Yo, we, we definitely got to start that. Yeah, on easy mode. <laughs> move is you guys can help the, you know, people like me that are just not good at gaming to like tune into your God. Twitch stream and then, watch, you know, so we understand what's going on as well. This is a good idea and I hate it. All right, fine. We'll do it. You know how many like 12 year old fans you would get if you start gaming? <laughs> Okay, we're 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 doing it. <laughs> all right, all right, let's go. We'll also all do right. like those random challenges that people put online. Like, uh, someone told me to download this game. Um, hold up, let me pull it up. It's like something Doki. I don't know. Apparently, it's like a horror thing, and like we just jump into it. You have no idea it's horror because like it looks, it looks all cartoony. You but sure it's not Doki like, Kong? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not Doki Kong. It's called. <laughs> Doki Doki Literature Club. I'm supposed to play this game and stream it. Right, <laughs> and apparently, people are going to watch my reactions to it. <laughs> whoa, whoa. The comments are blowing up. The comments oh, my are God. Up. Wow. Oh, yeah. Apparently, that's a no-go, folks. Uh, which means you have to do it now. I have to do it now. <laughs> as soon as Jazz brought that up, the comments went insane. They were like, no, no. <laughs> Capital letters. <laughs> oh, my God. Jazz, don't I do it. It might be another two girls, this. one cup, man. We don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I have no idea what it is going into it. I have been told not to like look up anything. 
So, you know what? We'll start with that. Then we'll do uh, the DC games, a couple other games here and there. It, it'll be fun. <laughs> All right. People in our competition said they were traumatized. Okay. Watch Jazz replay The Last of Us. Oh, I could definitely do that. Yo, we could get Ruzzy on here. Like, that'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, by the way, we have another episode on Sunday uh, where mm-hmm. we're going to do The Last of Us. So that'll be fun. All right. So, the next thing they talk about, they said, don't worry. The Batman, Joker 2, and Teen Titans Go are not going anywhere. Basically, they're going to be considered Elseworld, which I think is a brilliant idea. Because then you can give, like, you can stay in the DCU, but then you also have the freedom to make non-DCU content. And Mm -hmm. that's so awesome. Like, if they were like, hey, let's make a comedy, but we don't want it, but it's going to mess up the, you know, DCU storyline, just call it Elseworld. And if you ever want to connect it, we do a multiverse Earth 2, Earth 3 scenario, and you can always bring them in. I like that idea. I think it's great. That's interesting because you hated What If. I hated What If, but I like Crisis. Like the, the one on the CW, like the Flash, Arrow, all that shit. Whenever they do I'm, the Crisis episodes, I like those. I'm, I'm so glad that I found fellow CW people. Big, uh, big, big CW. Oh, dude. I've seen yeah. all of the Flash and the first two, three seasons yeah. of Green Arrow, so... When I had time, I was definitely into it. Like, right. they were they were good. I I definitely have a love hate relationship with a lot of them, but like my favorite of all time is actually Star Girl and Legends mm-hmm. of Tomorrow. Stargirl those are my those yeah, are my two Legends shots. of Tomorrow was fantastic. Legends of Tomorrow was so good. Star Girl is amazing. The fact that it only had three seasons and went out like with a perfect I would mm-hmm. say perfect story. It didn't like none of the seasons ever lacked anything. And then the other one would be uh, Superman and Lois. I think that one is still pretty strong. I, I love Superman Lois. Uh, yeah. I think it's probably the best Superman show we've gotten since uh, Smallville. I guess it is the only Superman show we've gotten since Smallville. No, there was Lois and Clark, right? Uh, that was that was before. Oh, yeah, that was before. That was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the late nineties. Damn. Yeah. This is the first Superman show since Smallville. Since Smallville, yeah. let that sink in. We're old. Right? And Tyler Hecklin's a great Superman. Uh, oh, for sure, yeah. He's so good. Like, yeah. he is a very kind Superman. And when, like, Christopher Reeve was asked, like, what do you embody Superman? Superman is a friend. And that's yeah. what he is first and foremost. And I feel like Tyler definitely brings that element. And I love that. Uh, so, basically, we're going to get the Batman 2. We're going to get Joker 2, which is going to be a musical with Lady Gaga. And they just released an image. Lady Gaga <laughs> looks wild uh, as Harley Quinn. What are your thoughts? Uh, the rumors in uh, you know Tinseltown are apparently there's a lot of musical therapy in Arkham, so that's how they're going to sort of bring about the musical aspect to it. There's ah. musical therapy in Arkham. There's musical apparently there's musical therapy in Arkham. Okay, all right, sure. Uh, okay. I, there, so you, you know how the first one was sort of you know quasi uh, taxi driver and king of yes. comedy. So the second one's probably going to be New York, New York. It's going to be, you know, him doing De Niro from New York, New York, Joaquin Phoenix being De Niro from New York, New York. And, I believe uh, it. Lady Gaga being Liza Minnelli. Ah, interesting. So, you know, That's what, a cool take, but... When in doubt, keep Robin Scorsese. It is the way to go. The, the <laughs> best thing about the Joker, too, is that I just got word that it is filming right here in New Jersey. So that'll be really cool. And Crash the set. 
And some of you guys don't know that, but Gotham City is technically part of New Jersey. It's based on New Jersey. A lot of people don't know that. If you go to the early comic books, they have a uh, a map, and it shows it in New Jersey. And then you see uh, James Gordon's license plate, uh, and it's New Jersey. So uh, there is canon that New Jersey is Gotham City. Neebs, you should uh, pitch top. Is that a flex? Batman villain. I know. I should be. What what villain could I be? Uh, let's get let's get this trending. What uh, what can Neebs be? Can he be? What uh, kind of villain uh, could I be? I, I see him as Riddler. I could be a Riddler. I can talk in riddles. Yeah. Or I mean, I feel like he's a, a little more forceful. We, do we want to make him a little more zany, like you know, Calendar Man or something interesting? Ooh, Calendar Ooh. Man. What about Mad Hatter? I could go for a. Yeah, you could do Mad, Mad Hatter. Hatter. Yeah, I could see Actually, Mad Hatter. I like Mad Hatter. I like me like some Alice yeah. in Wonderland. <laughs> all right, let, 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 let's get that trending. I, I want to <laughs> see all over. Right. The place. He always has tea, which is basically chai. I could do it. I could hook it up. <laughs> That'd be such a cool twist on it. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, technically, Mad Hatter should be Indian because his whole theme is chai. Get oh it? Let's do it. Now, now even DC is going woke. I can't. Go <laughs> <Going> broke. <laughs> All right. So the other thing is the Batman is going to be called the Batman Two, which is the first time a Batman sequel has ever gotten a number on it. Because usually it's always like the Dark Knight or it's like Batman and Returns, uh, Returns, Batman Forever. It never has a number after it. This is the first time it has a number. Yeah, Ruby Uh, says it should be your next cosplay. Yeah, a a (laughs) Daisy Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. It's uh well I mean presumably it's based on the Godfather part two is you know where I I'm gonna say they're taking the inspiration from especially mm-hmm. if they're gonna make like a sprawling uh, crime drama because the Penguin show just is about to start shooting and uh, with uh, Colin Farrell and uh, Robert Pattinson's supposed to be in it so I'm I'm actually really excited for the uh, the Penguin. Show. I'm actually really excited for that too. Look, I I know people will flame me for saying Robert Pattinson's amazing because you know. They're still stuck in the Twilight era. I don't think My so. God. I think people change their minds. Now. I feel like he's won the internet over. Yeah. I, okay, I great. Thank God. Because I know a lot of my friends are still stupid about it. And they're like, ha, you like a vampire. I'm like, no, shut up. Well, I mean, Batman ain't that far off. Yeah. <laughs> also, You're not wrong. No, no one hates Twilight more than the people in Twilight. Anna Kendrick forgot she was even in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I've actually never seen the movie, so maybe maybe we should do a, a watch at some point. You oh, want to do a Twilight watch party uh, with Salam nerds? <laughs> I would rather stab my neck with a pencil. Give <laughs> <laughs> myself lead poison. I, uh, high praise in these parts. Uh, <laughs> is it a trilogy or is it like three or four movies? How I think, many like five I think movies. it's five. Oh wow! Oh, I mean, I mean, you got, got to do it now. That's. Uh, no. I mean, lo- the entire Lord of the Rings took less time. So you know this is even more epic. No, no. <laughs> um, and the other one was Teen Titan Go. Have you guys watched Teen Titan Go? That's kind of a fun show. It's a fun okay. show. I've I've watched a few episodes, uh, both that and the new uh, Harley Quinn animated show. I think they're both great. I haven't yeah. like I haven't religiously watched and finished. Them. Yeah. All right, Neves. Ruby says we gotta do the marathon. What marathon? Oh, Twilight Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather go back and do another real marathon, to be honest with you. <laughs> Less pain. Um, all right. So basically, these are the Elseworlds shows. So what they're going to do is the next one that we're going to see is Shazam. Uh, what are your thoughts about Shazam? 
I like the first one. I thought the first one was like quite uh, poignant, especially to do with like uh, stories about adoption and like adoptive families. And uh, the the one thing sort of I really liked was it was you know one of the first major uh, you know comic book movies to have like uh, a disabled kid and not make a big deal about it. You know, it was yeah. like Freddie as a normal character, and you know he had agency. Yeah, uh, you know, sort of carry. Really, I think is the real star of that movie. And the yeah, real fair. tissue, because he's got to, you know, sort of act with Zachary Levi, Shazam, and um, uh, and Billy Batson. So, yes. you know, he, he's like the fundamental thread that I think makes that movie work. I think that's very true. The only, the other thing that this show uh, or this movie does is uh, they find they have a parent who's an asshole. Like when he goes and meets <laughs> his mom, she's such a bitch. <laughs> she no, was horrible. Uh, okay. Weirdly enough, apparently that was uh, Walter Hamada's call, which was the last uh, president of uh, DC Films. Well, I've done DC Films, not DC Studios, but yeah. Um, so apparently that was his call. So uh, interesting stuff. Uh, you know, Helen Mirren's in it, Lucy Liu's in it, so it's like an automatic buy for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I don't. You know, I'm not trying to go into too many spoilers on the show, but there's supposed to be a cameo from one of the main Justice League members, sort of, sort of. Uh, connected better with the rest of the stuff that was going on because like i think james gunn said as well shazam sort of been out in his own little pocket so this will sort of bring him back the only thing i do have a question about though is clearly in the trailer shazam tells uh, helen mirren's character and he goes uh you know i've seen all the fast and the furious movies but yeah. he's, if he has he would know she's in it i know <laughs> family like it's so funny she's in it and like this but they do that all the time they, they, they make true. references yeah. captain america was told to watch star wars he never saw nick fury and was ever like hey exactly they do that that's mace windu or he never saw uh yeah. a jane foster as Pato yeah exactly. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um, one thing that I thought was really funny, and this scene had me dying, is that they show Zachary Levi talking to a psychiatrist, and he goes, "You know, I'm a pediatric psychiatrist, right?" <laughs> and the fact that like he's technically ten years old, it's so clever. I thought that's such a funny way to do a trailer. I I love that trailer. It's really good. What's even better is you see the Annabelle doll. Uh, yeah, in the, the back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, that's that's a nice kid's toy. Like, yeah. <laughs> the other thing that's really funny is um everyone gets a different actor once they become like Shazam, except for Mary. Mary just the same, which is pretty funny. I didn't uh, I I, I think they did that either because she was older, so she like grew to a place where she was like, whatever, looks the same, or they just didn't want to use that actress again. I, I think she's the only one that's an adult out of that cast. If yeah. So I think that's the reason that she gets to stay the same while everybody else. Oh, because they don't have restriction on the number of hours they can work. <laughs> yeah, well, that and also, I mean, they're supposed to be adults when they're superheroes. Right. Yeah. She's like a genuine adult, whereas, you know, the rest of them are, are still kids. Mm. Um, I think I think it might be that. Yeah. So, so Shazam is going to be part of the DCU because it's always been separate. But they uh, do have a representative. going to like, be part of the old uh, DCU. It remains to be seen because the, the Flash movie is going to be the reset. Okay, so, so hold on. So Zam is not going to be part of the new DCU. It, it, maybe. DCEU. The, the jury's still out on that one. So, okay, my interpretation, I thought he said it's its own in its own world, so we have no problem bringing it in because it's separate. 
so the, so I guess the only other character that Shazam had interacted with was Headless Superman from the first movie. Yeah, so which one, is it's going to be a, a little more overt uh, as to that he's part of that universe. Again, not to give any spoilers, but they're dealing with Greek gods in this one, and you know there's a, there's an A-lister that has to do with Greek gods as well, and they will be uh, perhaps appearing in the film. Um, so it's it's basically going to be, hey, this is the sort of the old universe, and then once you get to Flash, which is the next movie, and I'm sure you know uh, folks who are listening have seen the trailer. Uh, you know, it takes it all the way back to sort of Man of Steel, and it's been ten years since Man of Steel, so you get the whole sort of Zod that was 2013. Yeah, yeah, Damn, it's been nuts. So you wow. get so you get Zod, Feyora, uh, you know, all that good stuff, and then you basically sort of get to wrap up that version of. Um, you know, I guess what was formerly known as the DCEU, and then whatever Flash resets, uh, you know, they're, they're probably going to, they probably have reshot the ending to that film, because the original sort of ending for the Flash was, uh, you know, that Ben Affleck's Batman would be lost in the sort of multiverse, and Hamato wanted to do a sort of, you know, a crisis film with all the Batmans and all, you know, and like, I think a couple of the Supermans, but, you know, he... He was uh, he left unceremoniously, uh, you know, didn't exactly Wait. pan out. So they're probably going to fix that ending, which is like, hey, now this is like the new DCU. We're going to bring back some elements from the old ones. Like, you know, Jason Momoa will still be Aquaman because his Aquaman 2 comes out in December, which is uh, well after, um, you know, uh, The Flash. So he's so, still going to be in it. And of right. course, uh, you you guys would, uh, you know, we, we found this funny last time, if I remember that, like, Originally, Michael Keaton's Batman was supposed to appear in Aquaman 2. Then they scrapped that. Then Ben Affleck's Batman, he shot a cameo for Aquaman 2. So now they're going to have to scrap that as well. And, you know, so. Are they bring back the original Ben Affleck one or the Michael Keaton one? No. So, you know, they probably would like cut all of the Batman cameos out of Aquaman 2. And if they do a cameo at all, it will probably be like the new Batman, which I honestly don't think they're going to cast this. No, movie. I don't think they're going to cast this. That movie's a, a while away. So that yeah. and it's also Batman, the bold and the brave, which we'll get into. So it's there's a lot of like oh, age gaps. One... Brave and the bold's great, man. Grand I don't Bold. think that's a bad idea at all, to be honest uh... with you. Uh, we'll we'll get into that. I want to I want to go in order, so we. Don't I felt like anything. Brave and the Bold was like too cheery. It wasn't as gritty. Well, well, we're getting Damien. I guess to, actually we'll take Neebs' lead on this since he, you know, he's going in order. So we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll, okay, we'll come yeah. back to it. So, so we I do want to talk about Flash. First of all, I think that trailer looked amazing. Uh, for me, Supergirl is the reason I'm going to go see this movie. Supergirl mm-hmm. looked so good, and like Michael Keaton's part was really cool. Seeing all the Batman, there's discussions on whether Ben Affleck's Batman is in the. Uh, in the Batman costume, where it's actually just uh, Michael Keaton the whole time, uh, they do show the blue and gray Batman costume, which I'm like, whoa, we've never. I'm seen excited that about that. So uh, that's so that's Batfleck. The 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 shots of him in the motorcycle, the Bat yeah. motorcycle. So that's uh, th- that's Batfleck. Okay. Yeah. So so he he has a bigger role than just being in the beginning when he tells Barry. Don't go in time. Something's gonna so, happen. So uh, I, I guess. Uh, so here's the thing: the Flash has had multiple test screenings uh, for years now because that picture's just it, it was shot a while back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've tinkered with it multiple times, so we've gotten a lot of reports on like what happens. Uh, you know, if you if you want to look the like the the main plot of the movie is out there. I'm not gonna go into spoilers on like who the villain is or anything. Yeah, like that. yeah, no, I don't want to go into that. But what I will say is that um, you know th- there's a there's a nice little 
set piece of Batman and the Flash and possibly another character in the beginning, which is what you see a little bit of with like Batman on the motorcycle, which is, you know, Batfleck. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that looks really, really good. Um, the elephant in the room. Fucking Ezra Miller, man. <laughs> I know. I hated him. Fuck, dude. You're going to be uh, a lot of people are calling to boycott this movie uh, because of Ezra Miller, but it's also sad because like people should get to see Sasha as a brown superwoman too, or brown supergirl. Like oh. I feel like that's very important. I feel like that's important for a lot of reasons. Um, and like Ezra's been paid. I mean, I don't know what kind of residuals he get. I know Disney has morality clauses in their contracts, so you you do something fucked up, it costs you. I don't know if DC has that. But what's interesting about Ezra Miller is not only does he have this, uh, sorry, or, or rather they, sorry, uh, not only they, do, yes. they, do, do they have this movie coming out, but might be Flash in the future too. Uh, what Warner Brothers has sort of done is I think they've realized is that Ezra Miller is young enough to where like, you know, getting help and getting over the hump might be a solution. And, you know, I, these are all Twitter rumors. I wouldn't, you know, you can sort of go one way or the other on this, but the the uh, the woman that Ezra Miller had supposedly taken or was sort of hanging out with uh, for a while, um, you know, that person had also come out and said, like, hey, no, like I was like willingly with Ezra Miller, like it wasn't like a kidnap, but you know, you can, and you know, mm. that person herself was like, uh, you know, trying to come out and you know have have agency had to have a voice. So I think. There's a lot of that situation that's muddled, and I, I just think, you know, getting help, getting whatever proper treatment is required, I think, is like a strong message in terms of there's a way to rehabilitate yourself and there's a way back if you sort of pay your penance and do do the right things. Um, I see the Hold thing there. I, this, I completely understand this movie it. was already made before this stuff happens, right? But if they yeah. use him to be the Flash moving forward, yeah, that's gonna be a little hard for me, especially when they're replacing so many people. Right, right. I, I feel like you know, it, you know, what we should do? get just rid of Henry Cavill and, and bring back Ezra Miller. That's that's the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zossov strikes again. <laughs> I don't know. Well, listen, I. I'm probably going to watch it, but like I'm not going to tell other people they should watch it. If 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 Ezra Miller is a breaking point for you, that's fair. That's your prerogative. I totally respect that. Uh, and if and if it's not, I I respect that too. There's there's Supergirl and uh, she's Colombian. Like it's a big deal to uh, Latinos, man. They have not had a lot of representation. So the first time they get big representation in a DC movie. Uh, you know this happens and i would love for her to be the main supergirl like she's just mm-hmm. so good um i would so, love to I don't see know. that as well i don't know what you folks think about this but i also think this movie could be an interesting experiment on how much of online chatter carries around to like the real world yeah I mean, uh because i you know while we're you know we're on twitter we're on a bunch of these sites we get all the information you know we get the hot gossip but like you know i don't know how many sort of folks in real life know about the Ezra Miller situation or like what's transpired, or maybe they just know a little bit from the headlines or, or how much that's going to take effect. I think this is going to be sort of an interesting experiment on how much of that carries over to folks who are not 
terminally online, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> terminally online. Story of my life. Let's <laughs> <laughs> call us out, man. Let's call all of us out. All yeah. right. Well, well. Speaking of uh, Latino superheroes, uh, we're also going to get Blue Beetle, which is another superhero that I'm really excited to see. And that one is going to be all by itself. That one's going to be integrated into DCU, with probably without any issues. Yeah, it's uh, you know Jaime Reyes, uh, who I believe is the second Blue Beetle. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for that movie. I think they've cast like a really nice uh, young actor. Um, the suit looks fantastic from behind the scenes pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's going to be zany and interesting enough without the baggage of having to world build or any of that, and just give us like a solid origin story with like a good entertaining film. And I think that's what that's going to be. Yeah, oh. and, and and it's a. Uh... What I like about it is a very heavy Latino cast with directors and writers, which is what happened to Miss Marvel, and which is why Miss Marvel felt so authentic and genuine. And I feel like this story is going to have the same thing, which uh, which I'm excited about. Um, oh, the one thing I did forget to mention about the Flash was um, apparently the test screenings have been quite good. So yeah, not- James Gunn even said that like I love this movie, like right. that's high praise. And and the thing is, like, it looks like a lot of fun. Like, it's it just, does like, look like a lot yeah. of fun. You know, I mean, like, Matt, you know, say what you will about like Man of Steel and other stuff, and you know, people either love it or hate it. I'm personally in between. But like, Michael Shannon was incredible in that film. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. he was a great Zod. And I, I, know, I did not, I did not like him as Zod the first time around. But then the second uh, time around, I watched him, and I was like, this guy is so good right i think he gives you the perfect balance of like uh sort of a genuine character with motivations but enough sort of over the top comic comic book uh goofiness that you're like okay i can i can sort of get behind this guy i agree i agree Uh, all right and then well speaking of the flash there is a another uh, controversy and that's what aquaman 2 with amber heard and rumor is a lot of her scenes got taken out god damn dc can't catch a break <laughs> so uh apparently so uh when the, the the u.s trial was going on between uh, amber heard and johnny depp uh walter hamada again the ex-president of uh dc films at the time had come in and testified and you know he had set on record uh in the court filings that like hey we had to subtract her role uh, a little bit from the film because we just felt like her chemistry with Jason Momoa wasn't as good. Now, I don't personally buy that. No, I don't buy it either. No. Apparently, test screenings suggest that she does have a significant role. There have been, like, a couple test screenings where she does have it. So I don't think that's, like, set in stone yet. So I think it's more of a... They actually had a test screening last night, which I've been uh, waiting to hear back from. So I'm curious on how that uh, worked out. I haven't read any reports yet, but... You know, I'm I'm sort of interesting uh, interested to see how that shakes out. I mean, controversy aside, like I thought she was a pretty solid mirror, uh, personally. But, I I hope I, I never get like asked. Character, but <laughs> I was gonna say I hope I never get asked to do a test screening because I cannot keep that to myself. <laughs> I'll tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I would I, I, I would violate that NDA so fast. <laughs> <laughs> You're screaming as soon as you get out of that screening room. I would tweet that shit like, yo, I just watched Batman forever or whatever it is. Just, and uh, spoil the whole thing. I wouldn't spoil it, but I, would, I, I, I wouldn't keep it to myself. Like, I actually have seen the test screening, and I'm like telling everybody, yo, I've seen this movie. <laughs> uh, get, get on, get on uh, Periscope immediately. Is, is that, uh, do people not do Periscope anymore? Do I just show my age? Is that what just happened? I don't know what Periscope <laughs> is. Isn't Periscope was uh, Twitter's version of... Um, uh, like TikTok Live, essentially. Oh, I never even heard of that. Yeah, this was yeah. like a while back. This was like it was like 2015. 2015. Yeah, 
Yeah, Periscope yeah, yeah. got big because it was some big fight at like MGM Grand, and like everybody in there just got the Periscope out for the first time, and they were all live streaming the fight on Periscope, and pay per view people lost so much money off of it. It was hilarious. Oh, okay, I, I get what you mean. That's funny. We got the people in the comments. Uh, Marley is saying he just wants to see the Batgirl movie. Man, I wish we got that Batgirl movie, but what are Man, you gonna I do? I feel genuinely sad in the sense of like, I mean, the thing is that film is not done, right? And yeah. the test screenings, apparently it scored the same scores as Black Adam, which, you know. But the thing is like, I, the, these, the, the gentlemen that directed the film, they directed like Bad Boys 3. They've directed other good stuff. It's, yeah. it's a little bit of a bitter pill for me to swallow that like they couldn't get at least like a competent movie out of it. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah. So all the behind the scenes stuff look great. I mean, not that that implies that the film's great, but I'm, um, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen it, but I think we, what it just came down to is like, look, this is a mess and we're likely not going to use her again. Like, you know, let's just like dump it and get it over, over with. For Plus we get a clean tax break from all of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think when they say unreleasable, they mean it more so in the terms of how much of it was left undone more so than it wasn't good. That's how right. I interpret that. So. Yeah, so I, you know, Peter Safran came out and he said, like, "Hey, look, he just like it's uh, it was it's not good," is what he said. Mm. But uh, you know, again, I don't know how much of that is his personal belief and how much of that is executive talk of like, "Hey, we like we like you know uh, we made a call on this and we have to move on." Um, so, but you know, I'm I'm hoping that they they bring a version of her into the main DCU. Um, the, the thing that I'm sort of, I guess, a little more optimistic about than maybe a lot of folks is, uh, you know, for sort of pretentious people like me, you get the Elseworlds part, which is, you know, what do you call prestige cinema? You get, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Matt Reeves, the Batman and Todd Phillips, the Joker, which are a little more sort of serious, edgier, can tackle complex political themes, uh, you know, are a lot more, I guess, uh, weary of like the craft of filmmaking, which, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and then. On the main DCU side, you get the full like comic booky splash uh, and fun, and you get all these characters existing in one universe, and you know all that all that sort of uh, shared universe goodness. So it's all, almost like a, the best of both worlds. So you could, it, it's like sort of uh, imagining having like Nolan's Batman and like the animated Bruce Tim Paul Dini uh, Justice League universe happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Now that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the, the animated Batman all time favorite. Right, love right. it, love it. All right, so we talked about all of the movies that are already set. Now the ones that are not set. And they come out with something called Chapter 1, which is Gods and Monsters. Mm -hmm. And Creature Commandos is going to come out here, which is wild because it's an animated film. But they said the characters are going to go from animated to non-animated and then back to animated. And they'll be playing by the same voice actors and actors, which is pretty cool. We've never seen that done before. Other so than, it's like, not it's an animated series that like James Gunn just wrote all the episodes of, uh, and you know, I, I never really read, uh, 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 creature commandos growing up or anything, but they do seem like an interesting zany group that like James Gunn would fit really well with. Mm -hmm. Plus, um, they're bringing weasel back in this one from, the yeah, I saw that. and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Sean Gunn, who James Gunn's brother is going to play him again. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. You know, they're, they're nice zany characters. I'm sure it'll be like a fun animated series. Yeah. Uh, the next one, which I really, really like, uh, is Waller with Viola Davis. Fucking Viola yes. Davis. Dude, that Amanda woman can act. fucking Waller. Let's go. 
dude, um, she's like that woman was like, I am going to bring Shakespearean level acting in a movie about a shark <laughs> king. Uh, it, we could argue Stallone brought a lot of Shakespearean level acting as King Shark. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm can't not. argue that. <laughs> uh, no, truly, I'm I'm really excited for it. You know, a, a few months ago there were a lot of rumors that they were sort of building uh, a universe around like Amanda Waller and her trials. I mean, you know, we uh, if you've seen Peacemaker season one, you know what happens in the end of that. So yeah, this yep. room is really going to carry a lot of that story forward in terms of like you know. Amanda Waller is not a good person. So it's no. basically going to be now how she handled Task Force X, how she normally operates within her powers and that sort of thing. And I think it'll be like a fun, interesting exploration. Amanda Waller is a great character. Viola, you great know, the fact character. that they have Viola Davis playing her is just such an incredible get. Um, you know, yeah. and, you know credit She's really perfect. to David Ayer for casting her way back in the day. So I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm very, very psyched for that one. Mm-hmm. Wait, right. Viola Davis isn't a good person? Uh, well, all the biggest I've heard is a great person, but uh, Amanda Waller is. Not. Amanda Waller is. Amanda Waller, yeah. <laughs> Amanda Waller's not a good person. What? I know you. Who to thank it? All right. Uh, now, speaking of good people, uh, Superman Legacy is going to be the first big thing that's going to come out, and that's coming out July 2025. What are your thoughts on that? Man, I am. I'm so excited, just in general, because we're getting another Superman movie. Uh, Superman they better do it right. Period. Uh, I actually have uh, three three big boxes of Superman comics that I can probably bring on the show at some point to show my nerd cred. But I'm really excited. They're doing like a younger version of Clark Kent with the Daily yeah. stuff. Uh, James got a lot of inspiration from All Star Superman, which uh, yeah. you know very popular Grant Morrison mm-hmm. book. Uh, if you haven't read it, I would highly highly recommend it definitely one of the best superman stories out there it's to do with the sort of the tail end of his life so uh it's gonna be sort of taking inspiration from it rather than being like an adaptation uh because this is gonna be younger superman but james gunn did tweet today that like uh uh you know batman is going to might be a couple years older than superman i mean it makes sense if batman has damien as his son because that means he's already gone through like three robins so he would be older which makes perfect sense Apparently, it's it's not going to be as big of an age difference, or at least I'm hoping, as like Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. But he mm-hmm. might be like a couple of years older, is what uh, is what James Gunn's talking about. That's perfect. I I prefer it if they're like similar ages personally, because that's just uh, you know what I grew up reading and watching, and I think it just complements each other better because I think they grow as characters better together if they're in the similar age when they become sort of. They go from like the frenemies to best to, friends, yeah. yeah, to best friends to you know eventually you know uh, f- uh, fathers together. So I think, but you know, it's it'll be an interesting take. So you know, I'm I'm down to watch it. I'm just glad the, we're getting another Superman. Movie. The the reason I wouldn't want a year two Batman and a year two Superman is because we already got a year two Batman with the Matt Reeve story, right? Mm-hmm. So it would yeah. be, be more of the same. So I kind of I I don't mind this. I think it's fine. But I do like the fact that they're gonna they're gonna go back to. The kind Superman, the friendly Superman. I feel like they're gonna go more the the Tyler Superman and Lois yeah. stuff, uh, which I'm really excited about, and I think that'll be really cool. And they even tweeted whether you want to bring the trunks back or not. Which, I, what do you guys think? <laughs> trunks or no trunks? What are Please your thoughts? No, I'm I'm fine with the trunks. I don't mind it, uh, but I'm also fine without it. I'm sort of in the phase of like, if you want to bring it, that's fine. Uh, but if you don't, also fine. I've seen I've seen costumes where it looks good. I've seen costumes where it looks with that i think it also just uh the approach you want to take it 
I, I just get the feeling of like James Gunn just being silly enough to be like, you know what? He's an old fashioned hero and he's going to bring back the Victorian strongman trunks and he's going to embrace it and be the one out of play superhero where, you know, the modern world is just going to laugh at it <laughs> for being, you know, uh, you know, uh, out of bounds and, you know, irrelevant and he's going to prove them wrong. And if that's the story you want to do it with the old fashioned trunks, then fine, do it. That, that's fine by me. Yeah. Well, I mean, Marley in the comments like, yeah, trunks, baby. I'm like, God you damn. want the trunks? All right. I am <laughs> <laughs> alone in my island here. Yeah, you know, bring it up. No, but my thing is, why is it only Superman? Like, bring the trunks back for Batman. Yeah, bring, bring them all. Bring, bring the trunks, trunks back for Robin. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah. Well, for Robin, it's just trunks. Yeah, he didn't even wear Python in me. But bring back. Uh, Bring back Bert as Robin. Let's go all. Uh, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! What's that film gonna be rated? R? Like... Uh, a G. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next, we got HBO Lanterns, which is going to be like a super cops of space, uh, with both John Stewart and Hal Jordan, with possibly some other Green Lanterns in the mix. So that looks pretty cool. What you uh, James Gunn did say that it was going to be like a true detective kind of story, yeah, like a mystery. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which is supposed to lead into the larger story of the DCU, mm-hmm. uh, a detective mystery that they're supposed to be investigating on Earth. Weirdly enough, so you know, I, I'm down to see sort of a, a jaded Hal Jordan and John Stewart trying to investigate mysteries together. I'm a big fan of True Detective season one. Um, I, I love that show. So that if that's what they're trying to mimic it, I completely agree with uh, Marley Loves Film. Batman needs the nipples back. Let's... Bring back the nipples is what he says. <laughs> I'm Forget done. the trunks. Bring back the nipples. I'm done. Uh, n- 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 nipples and trunks. I love it. <laughs> it's the Victoria's Secret of superheroes. <laughs> great boy band, nipples and trunks. Oh. <laughs> what the hell, Rocky? <laughs> oh my god, this show is getting away from us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm done. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm actually really excited for Green Lantern. John Stewart was one of my favorite characters growing up, and so seeing something of that come back, I'm 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 hyped, especially yeah. after the disaster of the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie. Ugh. That, remember when that was supposed to kickstart a universe? <laughs> God. I mean, the funny thing is, if you sort of look at DC, the number of times they've cried, they've tried to create a cinematic universe. I mean, we're we're going back to. I mean, the early days, you know, when uh, Brandon Routh's Superman was supposed to connect with Christian Bale's, yeah. uh, you know, but, you know, didn't because it didn't financially do that well. Uh, then we got, you know, Wolfgang Peterson was supposed to be making a Batman versus Superman movie in the early 2000s, which never panned out. Then George Miller was basically like cameras were about to roll on Justice League Mortal. Uh, but you know, it didn't happen because, like, Australia, I think, uh, just yanked tax breaks or something. So, WB just pulled the plug on that because they were ready. Actors were cast, they were in costume, cameras were ready to roll in like three or four weeks. They were in rehearsals when that movie got yanked. So, it's you know, we uh, then Green Lantern. So, we, yeah. we this is like our sixth attempt at this. So, wasn't there also like a Nicolas Cage version? Also, yeah, well, Tim Burton oh, was supposed to do it. Yeah. Uh, a Superman movie back in uh, the, the the early 2000s uh, with Nicolas Cage. And it was supposed to be, there's actually a beautiful film called the, uh, shoot, I'm forgetting the name. It'll come back to me. 
Uh, John Schnepp, I don't know if folks are familiar with John Schnepp. He used to be a big critic and blogger back in the day, really sweet man, passed away a few years ago, but uh, he made this fantastic documentary on that film, uh, interviews Tim Burton, a lot of the production uh, folks, you know, John Peters, a lot of those guys to say what that movie was about. And let me tell you, it looks batshit insane. Like that, movie, <laughs> you know, uh, John Peters, who uh, is a producer on all the Superman films, contractually obligated to be. He started out as a hairdresser and sort of worked his way up in Hollywood. He sort of had, uh, he wanted Superman to fight a spider at the end of the third act. That was his whole shtick. Yes, yes, I saw that. He gave uh, Kevin Smith, I think, three rules. Number one, he can't fly, he can't wear his costume, and he's got to fight a giant spider at the end of it. And uh, while that movie didn't pan out, guess which movie that third the the third act spider did end up showing up in? Uh, John Peters produced movie, a little known Will Smith movie called Wild Wild West. Oh yes. Nah. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't know this. I saw this in a TikTok. I saw someone make this whole thing out. Oh man, that's pretty cool. Rocky, you got to make TikToks, man. Yeah, man, man, that is uh, that might be the optimal career path if uh, nothing else works out. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so we talked about the Green Lantern. The next one is the Authority, which is a wild story, but we don't know much about it. I don't know anything about the Authority. I used to see those comic books on the shelves a while back. Uh, you know, Houston actually, uh, where we're from, had like a really good, like Third Planet had a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I've never read them, but from what I understand, they're basically DC's version of the boys. And mm. uh, two central characters uh, are, you know, an, uh, an LGBT couple. So that, you know, that could make for some interesting stuff where they're basically like, hey, the world needs to be fixed, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to do what it takes. The rumor, again, I, I, you know, you can, how much ever stock you want to put on this. Uh, no, there's no confirmed sources. You know, Grace Randolph and a couple others said this, that they're trying to basically shoot for a Superman versus the Elite movie in uh, for, uh, you know, the Superman Legacy sequel. And if that's what they end up doing, then the authority is basically going to take the place of the Elite um basically a bunch of superheroes that don't have rules keep breaking things and killing people and then superman's gonna be like hey guys like slow it down like this this mm-hmm. can't go on. slow down the killing don't slow stop down slow killing. down yeah. yes yes yeah. just like yeah. when i did after i uh snapped zod's neck you know <laughs> <laughs> all right the the next one I'm, on my list i have is paradise loft which is supposed to be about Themyscira, and it's going to be yes. a game of thrones style movie of the island that wonder woman is from that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's going to be an HBO Max original show. Uh, very excited for it. Um, again, I I don't know what the future of Wonder Woman holds. Um, I, if there's one thing I'm a little disappointed about with the new DC slate is we got sort of um, clear and concise ideas of what Superman and Batman are going to look like, but we don't really have a clear plan for Wonder Woman. And yeah. uh, I'm I love Wonder Woman, uh, so I'm not too happy that. I mean, not that she's getting sidelined. It's just that we don't have a clearer plan yet. And, like, I would love a clearer plan. Like, the Trinity has got to be established before you can grow well, that they, out. Well, well, they have said that, like, there's more to come. And not yeah, just, yeah. like, in Chapter That's 2 true. and 3. Even Chapter 1, they right. said there's more. We yeah. just haven't shared it with you. So That's it's true. possible. They have this mapped out from 8 to 10 years. That's huge. Well, That's, I'm, I, I, I mean, I'd love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, one said thing, last time. the one thing DC is better at than any other studio, hands down, is announcing movies. 
they are the best at announcing things. You will never compete with the studio. If 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 the competition was announcing projects, they would win hands down. I mean, yeah. like if you remember the slate we got in 2014, we're like, yeah, this looks awesome, and you know, never happened. And then there was the next slate, and that never happened. And now, <laughs> again, this is you know, this is the new slate. You know, there's, I mean, that that uh, uh, Keanu Reeves's Constantine movie's still going ahead. Apparently, oh my god, you're right. Yeah, yeah so like, hey, I big fan of John Constantine. Any of this, you big know, fan of Keanu. Uh, um, yeah, so you know, I'm I'm excited for all the projects they're announcing. That's crazy. All right, uh, now we get to the actual Batman, the Brave and the Bold. I know we wanted to talk about this earlier. Mm. This one is going to be about Batman, and it's going to include Damian Wayne. I have a lot of thoughts about this, but Rocky, why don't you go first? I'm actually pretty excited. I think it's gonna live and die by the casting because you know you're going to cast a younger actor. It's gonna be you know likely a child actor. And if you don't cast that right, that entire movie falls apart. Uh, you have mm. great child actors and you have bad child actors. So that that movie is going to live and die by that casting. It's based on Grant Morrison's run. Grant Morrison uh, is uh, you know a very sort of revered uh, comic book writer. Uh, he wrote the Brave and the Bold series. His run on Batman was pretty incredible. Uh, probably one of the best of all time. I would say him and Scott Snyder were both had incredible Batman runs. So it's going to be based on that. I'm optimistic. I'm just glad we're getting Robin again, to be honest. I've gotten a little tired of just seeing Batman. And, uh, you know, I mean, as a as a kid from the 90s, you know, I'm obligated to love Chris O'Donnell. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the 26-year-old boy wonder was fun. But I, mm-hmm. I like the actual boy wonder. Holy strawberries, Batman! We're in a jam. Like, <laughs> like one of those. <laughs> my, one of my favorite lines from Batman Forever is when he, uh, I think it's in that third act when he looks at Batman. He goes, you know, it's like he, he says, you know, it's like holy smokes, Batman or something. And then Batman goes, what? You know, because it's holy. And I'm like, oh, really? That that <laughs> line was too cheesy for you. That line was too cheesy for you. But the rest of the movie was fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I do agree that like the casting is going to be a big deal. Um, there's a lot of people calling for people to be casted, but what I notice is they're all white, and uh, I hope they, I hope they do not whitewash. You know, Raza Ghoul, Talia, and Damien again. And yeah. I think, like, you know, uh, getting a Chinese actor, getting an Arab actor would be the right thing. I also made an argument that a Pakistani actor would be fine because uh, Nanda Prabhat, where Raza Ghoul lives and stuff like that, and where he met Talia's mother, is actually based on Nanga Prabhat, which is a mountain in Hunza Valley in Pakistan. In mm-hmm. fact, the uh, Lazarus Pit is based off of the story of Shangri-La, and Shangri-La is also based on the Hunza Valley. So there's a lot of ties to North Pakistan and the Himalayas uh, and to uh, Ra's al storyline and arc. So even a Pakistani person, and if you look at the people from Hunza Valley, they literally look Chinese and Middle Eastern. That's exactly how they look. So I think that would be great. Um, A few of us are going to go to Hunza Valley in May if anybody ever wants to join. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can see the the birthplace of Damien Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you, you you can climb the mountain that Batman climbs to meet Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah, <laughs> come through. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, also, I mean, I I hope they cast like uh, an Arab actor. I mean, if there's one thing you can sort of ping the Nolan movies on, it's that you know they made Bane the Latino character white. They made yeah. you know Ra's al Ghul white. They made Talia white. So there's a lot of you know that stuff. But you know, I'm hoping. 
they go a little more diverse in this one, like either cast like a half air back or you know, or a, a full air back or of some sort. So that'll be yeah. Tough. yeah. All right. Uh, next we got a Wait, TV show. Uh, Jazz, I believe you had a lot of thoughts on Brave and the Bold. Oh, go for it. Okay, yeah. so I have never been a fan of Brave and the Bold, the the what? animated show. I haven't read okay, the comics. Got it. Okay, got it. Yeah, but the animated show just did not do it for me. Okay, so well, so this is based on the Grant Morrison's run. I don't think it's based on the the animated show. So yeah, I don't the think TV not. show was like a kids show. Right, yeah. it was so kids. I was like, no, yeah, I, I that's need not what this is. Batman. Okay, thank God. Is uh, uh, I okay. mean, the, the well, thank God we're all on the same page. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, the thing we do forget is I th- these the, these heroes are primarily marketed as kids uh, for kids. Yeah. So there is also that. Leave uh, me alone. I'm a kid at heart. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then Brave and the Bold is the show for you. <laughs> God damn it, Brave and the Bold. Uh, all right. So uh, next, I got the TV show about Booster Gold. Now, Booster Gold is Ooh. someone who's a loser from the future, but he goes into the path to fight crime and do all this stuff with using his future gadgets. So people think he's really like this great superhero, cool. but he's really like a loser in the future, which is going to go into imposter syndrome, which is something I am very familiar with. So I'm really excited about that. Are I'm we all? See how that goes. Aren't we, we all familiar with imposter syndrome? No, me more, me more. I'm <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of, a, lot, Look, a lot of Rocky managed congressional campaigns. I run a diagnostic medical laboratory as an accountant. And Neves, you're an engineer who is now a podcaster. I mean, just like you're also an engineer. Like just everything so with it. Like we all we're, go through it. So you're saying we're booster gold without the tech and the powers. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. We're booster silver, yeah. <laughs> booster bronze, booster copper. That's a good name, right? Yeah. I might use that as a handle when I'm playing games online. Booster, no, but you should make booster that into a bronze. You should the, all right, just get, get this man to write that run for you. Booster bronze. All right. Now, all right. And now the second to last one, which I am super excited for uh, Superman Woman of Tomorrow. Based on the stuff I've seen from Flash, I would be so excited to see Sasha back as Woman of Tomorrow. They said it's going to be a hardcore movie. She's going to be very jaded because she spent time in Krypton, unlike Clark, who never really knew Krypton, grew up in a farm in Kansas. Yep. So it's going to be very different. She's going to be a lot more jaded. It's going to be a lot more hardcore, his words. Uh, I'm excited to see what that looks like. It's uh, based on Tom King's run uh, of the same name. It's actually a very fan. It's a, it's a great comic book. Uh, I only recently read it. I didn't read it when it came out, but it's actually genuinely a fantastic character expo- exploration about uh, Kara Zarel, uh, aka Supergirl. There's a you know she try she goes to a lot of planets. It's a very galactic story. It's a very sort of uh, edgy and violent, especially for like superhero. Material, not not like the boys, but you know, of, I guess for in terms of like traditional superheroes, um, she's a lot more cynical. She's more jaded, and I think that's going to make like for a fantastic contrast with Superman, hopefully moving forward. But I think you know that's it's an incredible comic book, and if they can capture that uh, on screen, I think it'll, it'll be that's that's really mm-hmm. interesting because the version that we are probably most familiar with is the CW version, and she's yeah. not jaded. She is very much like Clark. Mm-hmm. So I think the, you know, to that show's credit, I think that the smart decision they made with that one was they never thought they were going to get Superman. Yeah. So they their solution was let's just emulate Kara after Clark 
and you know we'll sort of go from there and i you know i th- I thought melissa benoist was like an incredible supergirl uh, and you know i was one of the only people that like really did enjoy that show i uh, like that show too that show was a hit or miss with me like every episode was either really good yeah. or a little cheesy but overall right. i thought they did a good job uh i think she was really good and there was a few storylines where that were a little bit ripped right from superman especially yeah. in the first <laughs> season like they yeah. literally just like replaced the character but still i, I think it was a solid show and you know it wasn't my favorite of the CWs, but it wasn't my least favorite either. Right. It's. Uh, I, I think it's going to be fun in the sense of like we're going to get a Supergirl with Edge. We're going to get a Supergirl with that like contrast, you know, in a way that's a little more interesting. Plus, it's a big, expansive sci-fi story, which mm. you know you normally, you know, one of the sort of I guess su- you know Superman fans were a little sort of, oh man, are we still doing the the Daily Planet stuff again? Like, we've seen this a million times and, you know, that sort of stuff. And I get I get that, uh, you know, that, I think it's a valid complaint. But I think with Supergirl, we're going to get that sort of big galactic sci-fi story. So I think that's, that's something to look forward to if they get it right. Very cool. And then finally, they're going to end this off with Swamp Thing, which is going to be another dark <laughs> sci-fi superhero show. And I'm excited for that. I'm very hyped for that one specifically. I hope they take a horror twist on it. Like it'd be so cool to see horror in DC like this. I'm super excited, not only because of because uh, I love Swamp Thing, but also the director that circulated to take that project is James Mangold. Uh, James Mangold is the guy that directed Logan. is currently oh. is, cur- is currently making Indiana Jones uh, Dial and the Dial of Destiny. Okay. Uh, he's, He's also directed 310 to Yuma, the remake, which is an incredible film. And for Oh, yeah, I've seen that. That one was with Christian Bale? Yeah, Christian Bale and yeah, Russell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, he also movie. did uh, uh, Ford versus Ferrari with uh, Christian Bale and uh, uh, Matt Damon, which was an incredible film if you haven't seen it. I mean, truly an incredible film. So, mm-hmm. you know, James Mangold ends up doing it. He, he's, still, he's making a Bob Dylan biopic, like, after Indiana Jones, so we're going to have to wait a bit if he's going to do it. But, like, I think it'll be worth it. I think. Yeah, well, this is the last one on their chapter one, so uh, he's got time. He's got time. Plenty yeah. of time. He's it's, like, like, 2025, 2020, like. Probably, yeah. no. It's, uh, Probably so, even later. He, he's going to wrap up Indy this summer. Then I think he does the Bob Dylan uh, project after that. So that's probably going to take a couple of years. So I think safe to say Swamp Thing is a, a good like four to five years out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, if, if they get the right person, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. That's and, good. And that's James pretty James will probably direct the Superman movie. That's my guess. He's writing it. He, he's writing it, yeah. And they have a release date, and if they're gonna have to make the release date, you know they're you know it's likely that right. It has to be done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I am a little worried that he's writing too many of these because <laughs> like <laughs> he's writing a little too many of these. But supposedly they have a writers' room. Is yeah. If you watch the video when he talks, he's like, "Hey, Peter and myself and like a fantastic group of writers are sketching it out." So they have brought in other people to work on it. Um, I don't know who's on the table, but. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad he's got folks helping him out. But I, th- I do think that he needs to start handing out these projects a little more. But I also think that's probably sort of his learning curve from being like a creative to an executive. Yeah. Uh, that's the sort of switch he's going to have to make from like, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to have to hand these off to other people. Yeah, because Faye is someone who's like very hands off, comes in, fixes up a few things and then goes, goes off. Right. And right. I- 
like James Gunn has so much experience with working on stuff. I don't know if he can be as hands off as he needs to be. And I feel like there might be a lot of creative differences, like too many cooks in the kitchen sometimes. Um, yeah, that might be an issue. That's a great point because Marvel has had that problem uh, where, yeah. you know, in the conflicting sort of, you know, between the director. I mean, famously, I mean, you know, Louis Leterrier and Edward Norton had huge fights with Kevin Feige on mm-hmm. The Incredible Hulk. Um, you know, uh, they fired off um, Alan Taylor off the, uh, Thor to Dark World. He didn't even edit, get to edit that film. Uh, so, and they, and, you know, and they put that out. So, I will, James Gunn did say that they're not going to start any project till the script is finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's his main aim. And he wants it to reflect the different visions of the writers and directors. So, I'm hoping he stays true, true to that. Uh, you know, too, too many of DC's projects, they, they start making the movie while they're making the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm, you know, this is sort of uh, music to my ears. The only sort of, I guess, present day uh, partnership where that has worked, where, they, you know, they sort of discovered the film in the editing room and change a lot of stuff is like Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie, where, you know, they start a movie and they have different intentions and it becomes a completely different film because they discover stuff as it goes along. But those two are the only ones today that I know that have successfully pulled that off like multiple times. That's so rare. Um, what movies were those? The uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, oh. Mission Impossible Fallout. Dude, and- I love the Mission Impossible movies. I love them so much. You know what? We should do a full-on podcast about Mission Impossible because Mission I'm Impossible in. is probably my favorite action franchise of all time. Me too. And it's still like practical effects and stuff yes. and the real stunt. Yeah. Like, no CGI, green screens. It's the no only cars thing- flying, like falling out of planes, landing yeah. perfectly and being oh, completely you- fine. I- so I had are, genuine terror when I watched this because I like feel like whoa this guy's gonna hurt himself. Like when you find out like rumors like he broke his ankle, I'm watching yeah. this whole thing be like, wait, where did he do it? Where did he break his ankle? When did he do it? Like it's scary. Did, did you did you guys watch the uh, behind the scenes video of the motorcycle stunt from the Dead Reckoning? No. Where he rides a motorcycle. Oh, yes, yes. I did see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The short version played before Avatar, but there's like a longer nine-minute version, which I would highly, you know, suggest everyone to watch it. It's, I mean, what those guys are doing is incredible. I mean, they're building technology that did not exist for those movies. Yo, but Tom Cruise got nerves of steel. When I saw him go off that bike and he just does it like perfect, perfect formation. Like, he's built different. Over, apparently over 500 skydives and 13,000 motocross jumps to prepare for that. Um, so, no, I mean, the, the man is incredible. Actually, over the Oscars luncheon over the past, uh, it was la- uh, earlier this week, uh, Steven Spielberg was sort of overheard saying this to Tom Cruise's video of like, hey, you just saved Hollywood's ass. You saved theatrical distribution with Top Gun Maverick, which, you know, kind of yeah. true. Uh, kind of true. Oh. true. I mean, that was a beautiful movie, seeing an IMAX, because it was shot yep. in true IMAX, like... It was a great movie. I would say, uh, which Mission Impossible is the one at the Burj Khalifa? Is that uh, Rogue Nation? Ghost, Ghost Protocol. I have never had more anxiety in my entire life watching a movie when he was on the edge of that building. Like, I had so much anxiety watching that. No, it's <laughs> incredible. And then, I mean, in the next one, he, you know, he straps himself onto a plane, an A400. Yeah. And, and he's just, like know, on the side, just holding on. The and yeah. they're 5,000 feet in the air. And, uh, dude, I, I, that's I, so crazy. Like, if a bird hit him, he would die at that speed. He's dead. Correct. So, uh, and, but the, the, the funny thing about Ghost Protocol, I'm glad you bring it up. There's like a, a great story that like people talk about when, when he was sort of first pitching the, the concept for the stunt. 
uh, you know, the the safety team and the insurance company was like, oh, hell no, we're not letting you do this. You know, this <laughs> is absolutely insane. So, you know, naturally they figured out another way to do it. No, actually, Tom Cruise just fired them. And he got a new insurance company <laughs> and he got a new safety team. And uh, the VFX department for uh, Ghost Protocol had come in with like uh, a previs. A previs is basically when you sort of animate the sequence before you shoot it, so you know exactly what it looks like, where you place the cameras, you know what lighting looks. Yeah, you know, not well, not lighting necessarily, but like you have a general concept of like what that stuff looks like. So they go to him and they're like, "Hey, look. So you know, Digital Tom is going to be outside the building and doing the stuff." And he looks directly into the man's eye and screams, "There is no Digital Tom, only Tom." <laughs> i love it all yeah. right we're gonna have an episode about tom cruise uh one of these days I, you know all what let's mission do that possible why don't we do this why don't we have a podcast for each mission impossible leading up to Dude, dead dead let's do it let's, let's uh, do it let's, let's do it. it all right awesome um i also wanted to talk about a lot of the marvel stuff but we're already at an hour and 10 minutes so i think we got let's make the marvel its own episode maybe next week we'll come back and we'll talk yeah. about marvel's lineup and that'll be good sounds good Sounds, Sounds great, man. Rocky, thank you so much for having us, man. This was great. We got to talk through this and got all your insight, man. This was awesome. Hey, hey thank you for having me. No, truly, it's, uh, you know, I feel I feel like it's a it's a really nice time every time I'm here. I'm excited to, you know, you because you guys get bigger every time I'm on the show. So, yeah, I told him that. <laughs> I'm, 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 uh, no, no, I meant as in, like, between the gaps, you guys get bigger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, we're growing. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, so, sometimes I'll be scrolling through Instagram and, like, I was like, they got this person? I was like, uh, and then and then I show up. It's like, oh, okay, they're they're looking for a little humbling to bring bring the ratings down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm no, glad. man, I'm serious. Every time you're on, like, I get messages about how people think you're so knowledgeable. Like, they truly enjoy like the depth of knowledge that you bring to this podcast. My boy, I'm, wicked I'm smart, wicked smart. <laughs> this is. I have a lot of uh, skills and, ab and abilities that are basically useless in the real world, so I'm, yes. I'm glad this is one place that I can uh, sort of Im Im impart my terminally online uh, skills. <laughs> right. There's a butt for every you, man. seat, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show, man, and thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, everybody, in the chat. Raph, Ruby, Marvel, uh marley not marvel marley sorry marley <laughs> it's marley loves marvel right wasn't that his name marley loves films oh marley. <laughs> my bad i'm dyslexic <laughs> yeah we also have several others in the who came to view the live uh i don't think they commented but thank you for coming yeah thank you guys so much for being on the live and all the people that are going to be listening to this on spotify and all this other places yeah love you guys Google you guys podcasts. keep us going don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. We're going to do The Last of Us uh, this week. We're going to do uh, on Sunday. Then we're going to do Bachelor on Tuesday. And we might do another episode on Thursday about Marvel, uh, their lineup. We'll see what we're doing. Uh, yeah, we'll give you uh, Ant-Man and Quantumania with that one. Oh, we got to do Ant-Man and Quantumania. That's right. I forgot mm -hmm. about that. I knew I was missing something. Uh, yep. That's awesome. And until next time, guys, salam, nerds. Peace. Boop. Uh. Boop.